بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله تعالى نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار السلام عليكم ورحمة الله In the last class of the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or rather the tafsir of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we looked at the 15th, we looked at the 15th set, better? We looked at the 15th set of surah or verses to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in this class of tafsir, the way we go through the surah in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is we go through it according to the order of revelation. So therefore, the first surah we started with was surah al-alaq, the first thing to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu wasallam. And then we relate those surah or those ayat to the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam. And that's why it's a lesson of tafsir through the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam. So, so far we've reached the 15th set of verses. And we mentioned last week, that the way we're going to be going through those ayat and those surah, we're going to mention them in order of revelation. But we're not going to do the tafsir of each and every single one. We're only going to do the tafsir of what we know, the sababu nuzul, the cause of revelation. Because not every single thing that's revealed in the Quran has a cause of revelation. Where some has a cause of revelation, and there's a hadith regarding it, why that thing, why the ayah was revealed. So when you go into the ayahs, that have what? Sababu nuzul. So the ayah we went through, or the surah that had a sabab al-nuzul before last week was surah al-duha. And we said the sabab al-nuzul of surah al-duha was what? During Amul Huzun, the year of sadness of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we went through Amul Huzun of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in that surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى Allah is going to give you something you're going to be pleased with. So after surah al-duha from the seerah, went through what? Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. Through the Isra wal-Mi'raj. The ascension of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the heavens. And we said from the thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he was pleased with in Isra wa Mi'raj was revealed in the 15th set of verses. So Surah Al-Duha was what? 11th or 12th? No, 11th. And after it, Surah Al-Sharhu. After it, Surah Al-Asr. After Surah Al-Asr, the 14th was what? Wal-Adiyati Dabha. And the 15th was what? Al-Kawthar. And this had a sabab al-Nuzul and many ahadith that related concerning Al-Kawthar. So last week we said Al-Kawthar from the Isra wal-Mi'raj is from the things that the Prophet ﷺ saw in Isra wal-Mi'raj. That when he went to the seven heavens, the Prophet ﷺ saw a nahar, a river, that he said this river, it had domes of pearls, empty pearls on its bank. 
And this river, the Prophet said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This is the kawthar which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised you. And we described in details many ahadith concerning kawthar. That the soil of kawthar is made from what? Misk. That kawthar, the water of kawthar flows over what? Pearls and diamond. That this kawthar which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the Prophet the amount of drinking vessels around it, is like the amount of stars in the skies. Because the ummah of the Prophet This kawthar, the sweetness of the kawthar, ahla min al-asal, is sweeter than honey, wa abyadu min al-laban, and it's whiter than milk. And there's many, many, many ahadith, beautiful ahadith we mentioned concerning this kawthar, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet Therefore, the mawdu' the topic of this surah is al-kawthar. So what we're going to do today, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, is to go through the verses of Al-Kawthar. So the mawdu' of the surah, anytime we look at a surah, we look at the topic of the surah. The mawdu' of the surah, therefore, is what? Ya Luqman. The mawdu' the topic of this surah, surah to Kawthar. The topic of the surah, as we mentioned last week, as they were saying in Kenya, Som Kali, the fasting is hard. Huh? <laughs> the topic of the surah, is to show the favors and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The many, many, many abundant blessing. And why do I say the abundant blessing based on last week's class? Why do I say the abundant blessing of Allah upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Why do we use the word abundant here? Barakallahu feek. Because kathirun in Arabic means much. But kawthar is an exaggerated version or exaggerated form of much, meaning abundant. So al-kawthar, it means that which is abundant. So Allah Ta'ala called it al-kawthar. So the mawdu' the topic of this surah, is the favor of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala abundant upon the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam. The other mawdu' of the surah is what? Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's defense and Consoling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he said, Inna huwa abtar. That whoever is an enemy of yours, huwa abtar. Because the Quraysh, they used to say the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was what? Abtar. And abtar means al min al khair, somebody who's cut off from all goodness. Because the beliefs of those Arabs, the mushrikeen, was if you have a child, a male child that never reached manhood, you're devoid of all good. And the sons of the Prophet وسلم, Qasim and Abdullah, they passed away before reaching maturity. So the Quraysh used to say to the Prophet وسلم, and say he is Abtar, especially Abu Jahal and As ibn Wahil al-Sahmi. They used to call the Prophet وسلم, Al-Abtar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah, Inna shani'aka huwa Al-Abtar. So this is the mawdu' of the surah. And this claim of the Quraysh, or this attack of the Quraysh against the Prophet ﷺ, is only a chain from the chains of the media and the public campaign against the Prophet ﷺ to stain the reputation and the message of the Prophet ﷺ. From the beginning of Revelation, they attempted to place doubt upon the revelation to the Prophet So we're going to go all the way back, because I said from the beginning of revelation, right? And the message of the Prophet began what surah? The message. Mudathir. 
the Prophet sallallahu said became a prophet of what? Iqra. And he became a rasul wal muddathir. So the message started what? Al muddathir. So as soon as the Prophet sallallahu came out and he called him al muddathir, the campaign of the Quraysh it began. The first thing they tried to do was to accuse the Prophet sallallahu of being a what? A liar. But when we looked at the seerah, this couldn't stick. Why couldn't it stick? Because the Quraysh themselves, they gave the Prophet sallallahu the title of what? As-Sadiqul Amin, the truthful, trustworthy one. So in Surah Al-Muddathir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions their first campaign against the Prophet sallallahu And what was the first campaign, media and public campaign, to distort and stain the message of the Prophet sallallahu They went to one of the most influential intellectual, gifted, wealthy, that had a lot of children from amongst them to go and speak to the Prophet wasallam, And then, after speaking to him, to make a claim against the Prophet wasallam. And who was this? Walid ibn Mughira. The one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, Surah Al-Muddathir. And where does Allah, ya uh, Mus'ad, mention Walid ibn Mughira in Surah Al-Muddathir? Dharni وَمَنْ خَلَقْتُ وَحِيدًا Leave me alone with one I, Allah Azza wa Jal, I created alone. So Walid ibn Mughira, when he went to the Prophet sallallahu he said, I've seen many a mad people. This person is not mad. He said, I've heard the words and poetry that which Muhammad sallallahu has come with is not poetry. So what did he do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, he thought, he pondered, and he did what? He evaluated. فَقُتِلَ كَيْفَ May he be destroyed. كَيْفَ قَدَّرْ How he evaluated the situation. ثُمَّ نَظَرْ Then he paused, and he thought. ثُمَّ عَبَسَ وَبَصَرْ And then he frowned and he scowled, and what did he come out with? إِنْ هَذَا إِلَّا سِحْرٌ يُؤْثَى That this is magic. So the first claim of the Quraysh was what? That which the Prophet ﷺ came with is what? Is magic. The second thing in the chain of events or media campaign against the Prophet ﷺ, when this could not stick, the next surah we went through, as revealed to the Prophet ﷺ, after Muddathir, is a surah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by the greatest of his creation to show the great character of the Prophet ﷺ. And what surah was that? Surah Qalam. Allah Ta'ala said, Allah Ta'ala swears by the pen to refute their claim that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is what? Majnoon. Ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnoon. You, by the grace of your Lord, you're not majnoon. After this failed again, Abu Lahab and his wife sought to insult him, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam directly. Directly. So Allah Ta'ala revealed, Tabbat yada Abi Lahabin Watab. After that, they went back to saying the Prophet وسلم, is what? Majnoon. Jayid, in Surah 2 at Taqweer, which you went through after this, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Innahu laqool Rasulin Kareem, the quwwatin inda the arshi makin. That this word, this Quran, is the word of a statement of a noble messenger, a powerful messenger who's stationed at the arsh, at the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who is this messenger that Allah ta'ala is speaking about here, Mus'ab? Ya Mus'ab, who is this messenger? Yes, Salman. 
Allah Ta'ala said, it's the word. Well, this is the statement, Rasulun Kareem, a powerful messenger, who's stationed at the Arsh of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, muta'in thamma ameen, that this messenger is obeyed completely and is trustworthy. Jibreel alayhi salam. That, this is the word of, or that was given to Muhammad Sallallahu by Jibreel. Then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala said, وَمَا صَاحِبُكُمْ بِمَجْنُونَ Fifthly, the Quraysh, after this, the wife Abu Lahab, she used to follow the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam around. And then she realized the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was no longer receiving what? Wahi. So she made a claim that your Lord has what? Abandoned you. So Allah Ta'ala revealed what? Surah 2, Al-Duha. Jayyid? After this now, what's the next thing they did from their campaign, the sixth thing, to say the Prophet Sallallahu is abtar, devoid of khayr. So the mawdu'a, the surah, is defense of the Prophet Sallallahu and to console the Prophet Sallallahu that although you may not have any child, male child that reach manhood, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is giving you what? Al-Kawthar, abundant good. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins the surah with inna a'atayna kal kawthar that verily we have given you al kawthar who gave the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam al kawthar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but here Allah ta'ala said inna verily we in arabic because some of the mustashriqun some of the orientalists they try to use this against the muslims that in the same way that they, or the mushrikeen, the polytheists, they believe in more than one God. You as Muslims also believe in more than one God. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we gave him. We gave him. But in the Arabic language, the pronouns, personal and accusative, are singular and plural. In English, we have the same thing. Personal pronoun is only one. Me, me. Or we. But in Arabic, you could use a personal pronoun for more than one person, for one person for, for more than one person for one person. So the Arabs, for example, if they're speaking to an elder, they don't say, Kefa haluka, how are you? They say, Kefa, how are you, all of you, out of respect. And this is not only specific to Arabic, even in other languages, Nigerian languages. When you're speaking to an adult, you address them in the plural. And likewise, out of respect for a person for himself, he could use a plural personal pronoun for himself. Instead of saying I, it says what? We. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna And the ulama of tafsir, they said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a personal pronoun, Damir mutakallim al-Azim, the greatest personal pronoun of the plural, due to what? The greatness of what is given the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is what? Al-Kawthar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna a'atoynaka al-Kawthar. We're giving you al-kawthar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could say, inna a'atoynaka kathir. But Allah ta'ala said kawthar. Because kawthar means abundant. So for example, the word kathir has a verb. The noun much has a verb. And what's the verb of kathir? Kathura. It's become much. So if you say kathura al-gubar, there's too much dust. That's the verb. Now, if you want to say the dust is abundantly too much, what do Arabs say? Takawthara al-ghubar. Takawthara. So, kawthar means abundant. Inna a'atoynaka kal-kawthar. And when you say rajulun, 
Abu Abdurrahman Rajulun Kawthar. You could say he's Rajulun Kawthar. He's a man with Kawthar. It means he's extremely generous, extremely kind man. And he's such, mashallah ta'ala. Rajulun Kawthar. So if you say a man, Rajulun Kawthar is somebody who's very, 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 very generous. So the word Kawthar literally means what? We're giving you in abundance. So when Allah Ta'ala said to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Inna, it means verily, we've given you Al-Kawthar, abundantly. And based on this literal meaning of Al-Kawthar, some of the ulama, they say Al-Kawthar is what? Did you say last week? Nahar, a nahar, a river which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was given. And there's two nahar, like the brother asked last week. There's the one in Jannah and the one where the people be gathered Yawm Qiyamah. Some of the ulama, based on this literal min of al-kawthar, they say, yadkhul fi umum al-kawthar, enters into kawthar, is the river in Jannah. The river, when people are resurrected, yawm al-qiyamah. Enter into al-kawthar, is the prophethood of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because it is kawthar, it's abundant goodness. Kawthar is the risalatul khatima. This message, the final message is kawthar. Some of the ulama, they say al-kawthar is what? Al-Qur'an. So when Allah Ta'ala says, inna al-kawthar, it means we're giving you the Qur'an. Or it could mean we're giving you prophethood. Or it could mean we're giving you the river in Jannah, or the river people will drink from yawm al-qiyamah. So which one now do we take? What is the principle we mention in tafsir? That any verse in the book of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala that has more than one meaning, if there's no contradiction between those meanings, or none has a priority over the other, we take it all. So our kawthar therefore is what? The Quran, al-Islam, the river in Jannah. All of this is what? Al-Kawthar. And there's no contradiction between any of them. So it could be the prophethood of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It could be the Quran, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But kawthar, the non-literal meaning, could also say is what? The river which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been given in Jannah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَصَلِّي So therefore pray لِرَبِّكْ Out of what? Gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one of the greatest forms of thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, manifestation of it is what? As-salah. And what is as-salah? What is as-salah? Who could define as-salah? Linguistically, what is salah? Because in Mushtishrikun, the Orientalist, they try to use these verses to refute the Muslim. Inna. Likewise, the word salah. Salah linguistically means what? A dua. It means a dua, to invoke and to pray. A dua. And according to fiqh, salah is what? Af'al wa aqwal are actions as statements that are used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muftatahatun bit takbir. That begins with takbir and ends with what? Taslim. So therefore, the mustashriqoon, the orientalists, they say, Kayf, Allah Ta'ala, you salli ala nabi. Allah prays to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But it doesn't mean this. Because the salatullah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah's salah upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is what? Sheikh Sulaiman. Allah's salah upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is what? To mention amongst the angels. And the salah of the angels is what? A dua for the person. So as-salah here for salli means pray to your Lord. Either invoke your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or perform the salah. And the reason salah, 
that we pray, although it's not just dua, it's called salah. Why is it called salah? Because part of the salah is what? Dua. Part of the salah is what? Dua. And that's why Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قَسَّمْتُ الصَّلَاةِ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ عَبْدِي I divided the salah between me and my servant in two halves. And what do we find in Fatiha? What is it? Dua. That's why it's called a salah prayer. Because a part, the great part of the salah is what itself? A dua. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And Allah ta'ala said, do not, Did not say pray to him. But rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, instead of using a pronoun, pray to him. Allah ta'ala says, Pray to your Lord. And why is it here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the word Lord? For those of us who have been attending to seer class, we said in the beginning of the seer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first thing revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is what? Iqra' bismillah, la iqra' bismi rabbik. Why did Allah Ta'ala reveal the first thing in the name of your Lord instead of the name of Allah Azza wa Jal? Exactly. The mushrikun, they believed in the what? The Lordship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Here Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentioned Rabbik, your Lord. Because a Rabb, what does it mean? What is Tawheed al-Rububiyya? Allah Ta'ala is the creator. Allah Ta'ala one that controls all affairs. So, فَصَلِّ Rabbik, Pray to your Lord who created controls all of it that if he's the one that created controls all of it and the one that gives and takes is the one that deserves what worship and that's why i find many times the quran allah ta'ala uses a rububiyya to prove a what uluhiyya he uses his lordship to prove he's the only one that deserves what worship so if you look at the first command in the quran in the order of the quran allah uses his lordship to prove his what is Ibadah, Tawheed al-Ibadah. What is the first command in the Quran? Ya ayyuhal nas, u'budu rabbakum. Worship your Lord. Allah Ta'ala uses rububiyyah to prove what? Uluhiyyah. Why should you worship your Lord? U'budu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum. The one that created you. So here Allah Ta'ala, fasalli li lahu, la, fasalli li rabbika. Pray to your what? To your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wanhar. Hey, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, order the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fasalli li rabbika, wanhar. Pray to your Lord, wanhar. Wa nahar, slaughtering, here, is a dhabhu. Wadhbah. In Arabic, to say slaughter is what? Dhabaha and wadhbah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wanhar. Because wanhar, is a special type of slaughtering. This type of slaughtering is for what? Camels. Yes? When you slaughter any other animal, the bahtu. When you slaughter a camel, nahartu. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to show his gratefulness to Allah to sacrifice the most precious, the most valued of the wealth of the Arabs, which is what? The camel. So, specifically means sacrifice of what? A camel. But entering into this also is anything other than a camel. A sheep, a cow, one har. Out of gratefulness to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This part of the tawheed of Allah azza wa jal. The adhabh, slaughter is only for who? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ulama dimension, 
that rather than wadbah, there's another reason which you mentioned in the tafsir of other surah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions something even though something else could have been used. For example, Allah ta'ala said wanhar. So if we look at the ayat, inna a'toynaka kal kawthar fasalli li rabbika wanhar inna shani'aka huwal abtar. What do you notice in every single ayah? Ra, ra, ra. This is called as-saja, one of the miracles of the Quran, or the ways of the Quran. That things, they rhyme. We did this in a previous surah. They go, so, ar. Uh, sorry? Yes. A'toynaka kal kaw thar. Fasalli li rabbika wan har. Inna shani'aka wal ab tar. So that's another reason to say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wan har. Inna shani'aka huwal abtar. That the one that's an enemy to you is the one that is abtar, that is devoid of all goodness. So this is Surah to Kawthar. So the Mawdu'a the Surah, the faith of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and also defense and to console the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not abtar. Because the one that's devoid of all good is the one that ends up in the hellfire, the one that's not guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why for us as believers, that so long as you're upon the deen of Allah, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no matter whatever anyone has above you that opposes the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you are not abtar, he is abtar. Any person opposes you for the sunnah is abtar. Any kafir, no matter what he possesses from this dunya, he is abtar. And that's why a story mentioned many a time, one of the ulama of Egypt in those days, I forgot the name of the scholar, and those days, the scholars, mashallah ta'ala, the respect people had for them, the way they would glorify them and give them. It was on a very, you know, what do you call it again? Extravagant kind of a ride on a caravan. And it was on this caravan, beautiful horse. And a Christian from the Christians of Egypt, he saw him. And he said, how could your situation be like this? And your prophet has said, that a dunya sijnun mu'min wa jannatul kafirin. That this dunya is supposed to be a prisoner for the believers. And the, uh, it's supposed to be a prisoner for the believers and the jannah for the kuffar. Look at my situation. And this Christian was a poor person, destitute. He said, look at my situation and look at your situation. This is your jannah now and this is my jahannam. So the scholar turned to him and said, compared to what is waiting for me in the hereafter, no matter what I get in this dunya from joy, this is still a prison. And compared to the punishment that's waiting for you in the hereafter, no matter what suffering you get in this dunya, this is your jannah. So the one upon the book of Allah, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu is never abtar. And the one that opposes the book of Allah, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu he is abtar. Inshallah ta'ala, we stop here. Next week, we'll go back to the seerah. This was a short class. We'll go back to the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and look at the next set of verses to be revealed. Now, I encourage the brothers, not just this class because it's my class, but generally speaking, try as much as possible to attend the classes in Ramadan, especially classes con concerning the book of Allah azza wa jal. Because like we mentioned, month of Ramadan is month of Quran, but not just recitation, but contemplation upon the book of Allah ta'ala. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Quran to be recited. And he also revealed the Quran to be what? Contemplated upon. Kitabun anzalnahu. We send out this book for what? Liyadabbaru ayati. In order for to contemplate upon the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for it to be a guidance for us. Try to attend these classes. In many masajid after Asr, 
People have these classes or these remembrances. Even if you understand a little from it, sit there and be patient with it. Try to go through the tafsir of the Quran in Ramadan. So we're going to continue next week, inshallah, a longer length. Also, the brother made a good point to me, Abu Amatillah, which is what we mentioned about finish the Quran at least seven times in Ramadan. I said in the khutbah, two and a half hours. How, this is the mathematician. Imam Qais, Allahu Mubarak, with their math. How many, how many hours do we have to do if we want to finish seven times? How many hours? How long do we have to do if we want to finish seven times? Yes. Yes. Seven times. And if it just takes about half an hour, that means seven times. How many hours is that? Astaghfirullah, ya Luqman. Three and a half hours, Jazakallah khair. I said two and a half hours. Huh? <laughs> fasting. Three, <laughs> three, we're fasting, yes. Three and a half hours, inshallah ta'ala. Jazakallah khair, Abba Matullah, for that. Subhanakallah, bihamdika, shadu, and la ilaha, and tustakwa, tawfili.